Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. What's up, Tyler? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing it, it's a hell of a day, man. I just finished one episode, and here we are. We're gonna do we're we're back to back with episodes today, loaded with some meetings, and so it's <laughs> overall been been a hell of a good day, man. Um, where are you coaching at? Uh, so right now I'm coaching at Commerce High School. It's uh it's about thirty minutes, well, twenty minutes north of uh, Greenville, Texas, up near the DFW area, kind of east side of the DFW area. So that's where I'm at right now. How'd you How'd you find them? Uh, so I, I got married once we all uh, graduated from college and stuff. I got married. Uh, my wife is a nurse at the hospital in Sulphur Springs, which is where I live. Uh, and so she makes more money than I do. So I had to move up that way and uh, sent my sent my stuff in. And the guy wanted me right off the bat. So that's how I got here. Small world. Hey, it's man. a it's a it's a good thing. It's a good place to be. Good, man. Are, are you from that area? So I'm actually from more of the East Texas area, more towards Texarkana, Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm from Jefferson. So I'm back Piney Woods, right on the border of Oklahoma or uh, Louisiana and Texas. Some of, my, some of my best friends are in college were from Lindale. Yep. I know where Lindale's at. I got a buddy that coaches at Lindale right now. No way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually right. not far from me. Went through Lindale this weekend on my way to Tyler. No way. Do you know Dr. Gott? Dr. Gott. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, she, she's the uh, she's the uh, the dentist out there, and so okay. I think she's like the main dentist for all of Lindale. And so <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, that yeah, good, good, just amazing set. Of good, good people, good guys. It was always yes. a fun time. Um, what has it been like in your coaching career, man? How's it been? Like, how you man. been coaching? Yes. No, it's been crazy. Everything, everything's just kind of been happening, you know, that, you know, we all learned while we were all in college, they're always like, oh, this is going to happen and you'll see this pop up and this will pop up. And sure enough, everything and more has kind of happened. Uh, so while I was in college there at A&M, we were all in classes together. I coached at a private school there, uh, there in Bryan, you know, and that's where I kind of got started in, in that area, uh, doing the strength and conditioning there or helping a guy out doing that there, uh, coaching baseball, coaching basketball, junior high basketball at that coaching football you know and then uh, uh once we all graduated and and finally went separate ways i got the uh head baseball job at jefferson which was my high school which is where i'm from and so i was the uh, head guy there for two years uh, as a baseball coach and then i also coached football and and basketball again and uh and so that's where i was at uh, for two years uh love being back there back in hometown and stuff uh, it was a lot of the guys that I still knew, you know, I either played with their brother or their sibling uh, or they knew me from my siblings and everything else, you know. And so it was great being there, being back home uh, and that kind of thing and got to really show uh, uh, show the town, you know, some different stuff and, and ways to do stuff. And so it was good there. And then uh, again, once I got married, moved to uh, Commerce. Uh, and so now in Commerce, uh, this is my second year here. First year I did uh, middle school football, uh, which was a trip. That was a that was a fun experience. Uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, assisted baseball and did the strength and conditioning at our middle school. And then now this year I'm at the high school, I'm our defensive line coach, uh, assistant baseball coach. And I just got the strength and conditioning job here at commerce. Damn dude. Yeah. You're a busy man. Busy, busy. It's hard to find time. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. I mean, you're in a car doing podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. This is the quiet spot of the day is right now. <laughs> Damn, dude. So what, you said it was fun coaching the the football, the yeah. kiddos. Yeah. Why? What, what, what made it a well, little bit different? Coaching middle school, you know, after after coaching high school kids, you know, you got 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, and you go and coach 12, 13, 14-year-olds. They got a different way of thinking. They got a different way to act. And it's a whole new world once you step down to that middle school level where those kids, they don't care about anything. They're just there. They're happy-go-lucky. They'll say some of the most random stuff. They have no filter. It's like, wow, that'll leave your head scratching. Some of the things they say, that'll leave your head scratching big time. Damn. It sounds like a fun time to be able to, like, it's a good, it's a good laugh. I guarantee you that. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it was probably some of the best time, you know, coaching middle school kids. That'll actually teach you how to coach. Having to coach a middle school kid, uh, a kid that's very unathletic, very uncoordinated, their bodies are changing everything else. And you have to teach them now how to go and, you know, block a big kid or go catch passes or, or how to run and stuff like that. That'll teach you and that'll show you how to coach, you know? And so I always advise people definitely coach middle school at some point, you know, coach a middle school athlete, whether that's in the, in the high school setting or uh, in the school setting, uh, you know, at a gym, anything like that, coach those little kids, uh, uh, work with them. Cause that's going to, that's going to shape you as to who you are and how you handle your stuff. You know, it's coaching those little kids. That'll, that'll show you a different, different side to coaching, different side to being a person, being a human being, you know, it, it's different on that side. And so, uh, so yeah, no, I will never regret it. You know, my, I coached seventh grade the first year and, uh, we actually went undefeated on the year, you know, first time schools won district with that, with that group undefeated on the year, nine and oh, uh, wow. you know, and so it was awesome. And so they had me come back again this year. So I actually double timed between coaching our defensive line on Fridays and coaching our middle school offense on Thursdays. So I had to split time. And so on Thursdays, uh, coaching the offensive side. So I, I was split between offense, defense. I knew everything ends and outs of both sides. And so, uh, it's a crazy world. Talk about head spinning and not remembering which tr- script I printed and everything else. It was crazy. What is did you always want to be a coach? I did. I, I kind of figured that out really young. Uh, my parents always coached our little league baseball teams and stuff, and I had four younger siblings. And so, you know, they always coached our teams coming all the way up. And so I always helped them, you know. And so I just knew very young that that's what I wanted to do. You know, at, at 11, 12 years old, coaching my little brother's T-ball team or 7, 18, you know, and then I was like, okay, that's it. That's what I want to do. For the longest time, people thought I was going to be a preacher. That, that was the thing. They're like, you're going to be a preacher, preacher boy, everything else, you know, but, but that wasn't, that wasn't my calling. That's not where God had me go. And so, uh, so yeah, I got into the coaching teaching side, still the same, same stuff, being able to teach and, and, and show kids different things. And so, yeah, yeah. I kind of knew it early on. You're, you're still, you're still preaching. You're just preaching something a little different. That's, like you're, that's you're it. No, and life. that's exactly it. You know, it's just teaching. That's all it is. You got to be a teacher. It don't matter which way you go with it. You're just going to be a teacher. You definitely have that that cadence, and you can see that that coach mentality inside you. <laughs> yeah. That that like that it, it gets rolling. Attitude. You can't see it right now, but my fingers just wagging and it's going and it's pointing and it's firm and it's like yeah, just rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what is your your plan? Like, do you want it? Like, is this like your 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 goal to stay inside this these age groups? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to stay in the high school level. Uh, I feel like you can grow relationships differently inside the high school level because these kids, this is the the biggest times of their life is right now. And so you're really going to shape them as to as to who they're going to be later on and stuff like that. 
Uh, and so that's kind of like my philosophy is I want to help grow these kids to be better fathers and mothers whenever they become my age, you know, and I want them, they're, they're still growing their values, their personal values, their image, their brand, all that, you know, that's what I want to help them create and understand is like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to act. This is how I need to be, you know, and, and something I try to get to my kids is you got to think about the way you act now. Is that the way you want your son to act when he's your age? Is what you as as how you are right now, how you want your son and how your son's going to be whenever he's your age that you're at right now. You know, and a lot of times that'll get them thinking. It's like, oh, crap. You know, I I don't want my son cussing or or, or doing wrong things and stuff like that. So it makes them start to think, oh, I got to be a little different with that, you know. And uh, yeah, so that's definitely the age group I want to stay at is that high school, middle school level. Uh, but hopefully eventually one day moving up to an athletic director position, head, head guy position, you know, I, I, I love being an assistant guy and I love being on the backside and I love being able to just help out, but I definitely have a knack for wanting to lead people, you know, and kind of stay in the forefront. And so like with our strength and conditioning job right now, yeah, it's strength, it's lifting, it's getting big, it's getting strong, it's all that, but it's the buy-in of this is a fun time. This is a great time to be in. A weight room is a great spot. The track is a great spot, you know, and so that's really where I'm at. You know, the only other route I could ever take is to try to be like a personal motivator, you know, <laughs> something different where it's like, I'm going to get you going, you know, and that, that's what a coach is. That's a that's what a coach is, is it's somebody that can get you going and get you headed on that right way. How how do you how do you have buy in with your athletes in the gym and in the in, and on the track? Well, a lot of it has to come from the person leading it. That's where you create the buy in. It's not gimmicks. It's not gimmicks are great. I love gimmicks. I use gimmicks. I'm going to use a new gimmick tomorrow whenever our guys get back into school from spring break. You know, but a lot of it is the person leading it. If the person leading it is somebody they want to listen to, follow after, do better for. They're going to buy in easier than they do of a guy that they're going to preach it. They're just going to talk it, talk it, talk it. And the kids are going to let it go in one ear at the other because they don't see you trying to live that, you know. And so that's really what coaching is. is and that's that's what this is, is just getting those kids to buy into what you're saying. You could tell them, hey, the sky is purple. The sky is purple. If they believe you, if they trust you, they're going to they're going to say the sky is purple, you know. And if they don't, they're going to say, no, coach, it's blue. It's blue. You're dumb. It's blue. You know, and so that's what you got to create is that trust and that buy in from those guys around you. They're like, I'm going to go to war for you. That's what you're doing is you got to get them ready to go to war. And they got to trust you in the battle. They got to trust you in life. They got to trust you in those areas, you know, and so that's what we're getting them ready for. What kind of gimmicks are you talking about that you use to like to get this buy in? Um, so in our weight room, we, we set it on a, on a time limit. You know, we're going to have, we have our sets and our reps, just like anybody does when they go to work out. But because we only have 45 minutes in our class period, we go two minutes on, on a set. They got two minutes and they're in a groups of three. So that means three guys got to get not only their main lift in, they have to get their auxiliary lift in. If you don't, we're going to have a consequence, just like we do on a Friday night. If somebody uh, doesn't do their job the way they're supposed to, they're not flying the way they're supposed to, guy scores, we lose. So the same thing here. You know, and so a lot of it right now, we were we have different different topic areas throughout the season of what we're talking about in a strength spot. You know, and so a lot of it is we got them to go crazy. We want them to be crazy in a weight room. That's when it gets fun is when people are just acting nuts. They're crazy. They're just flying around. They're having fun, you know? And so we'll go and we'll start doing push-ups on command on the whistle. And every time they go down, they have to go crazy. 
as they go down and then crazy as they go down and every rep they hit it they have to say crazy and if it's not loud enough we'll say louder and they just keep going and keep going and keep going that kind of thing uh, on tuesday when they come in i read a thing uh on twitter from pleasant grove football and they said uh when the lights come on it's not when you want to show out you know you're going to show out in the dark and the lights is going to show kind of what you've been working on and so what we're going to do is we're going to turn the lights out in our weight room uh, uh tomorrow you know, and every once in a while, we're going to turn the lights out and we're going to work. You know, we're going to let the let the hallway light light us up or we're nice and safe. But we're going to we're going to work in the dark. You know, so when that light pops on, we're, we're a different person. We're going to be differently. As soon as that light pops on, we're going to be on fire. We're going to be ready to go. We're going to show the people, you know, around us that that's what we're doing. We're working. You know, when the lights are off, we're working. When the lights come on, we're going to show you what we've been working on. How do you keep this this energy? How do you keep how do you keep this this guy going? <laughs> man coffee no sleep it's great you just kind of keep flowing red bulls everything <laughs> a lot of caffeine a lot of caffeine no i love it i love it it when you enjoy what you do you're gonna you you have a different you have a different voice for it a different way you want to do it and so you know i enjoy what i do and and this isn't work to me this isn't a job this isn't eight to five monday through friday this is this is work this is this is my fun spot is this right here the impact that you have, you have the ability to have an impact on kids for the rest of their life. I still remember my coach, Mighty July, that that that, that even his his stoic self that rarely talked mm-hmm. but gave this like just the way he talked to people was just different. And I still remember talking to him, having those days where he changed my life. Uh, and mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to really make an impact with kids and then change the rest of their existence. It's insane. Exactly. It is. It is. And, and and I'm the same way as you. You know, I had a coach in high school that really solidified me wanting to be a coach. And it was our strength and conditioning guy. He didn't coach my position. He was our linebackers coach. I was an offensive line guy, you know. And so but he he had this thing in the weight room where he's he always said, if you do it right, you're going to do it light. If you do it wrong, you're going to do it long. And that was what he said every single day, the whole time, every time you got in trouble. And it's like that has stuck with me even to now. I use that with our guys, with our middle school guys. You do it right. You're going to do it light and we're done. We're over. We're good. You know, we don't have to do pushups in between sets. But if you do it wrong, we've got to fix that so we don't have to keep doing it long. You know, we can do it right and we can get out of there and we can do it right and we can win. You know, and so, yeah, yeah, and that's what I want to be is I want to in, in 10 years. This is how I know I'm successful is whenever that kid comes back, is doesn't show me the rings or the winnings or anything like that. He wants me to come to his wedding or she wants me to come to her wedding, you know, to show me their kids, that kind of thing. That's that's where coaches win is in that part. And that's when you know, OK, what we were doing when they were in high school, we were doing it right. You know, is that kind of thing. You're, you're making me tear up over here, man. Like that, like, like <laughs> I just. I, I, it could, I think it's real, man. Like it, it's the value that coaches bring is an insane. Like mm-hmm. you're you're an educator, but you're and it's a, and it's in a different field. So you have the ability. Like you're not in the classroom, so you can kind of move around. You can get excited. You can like really mm-hmm. create some emotion with some kids and like really have them engaged. Yes. Or if you're a shit coach, it's the opposite. Where you you you, you don't. It's the care. opposite. You're not you're not. That's exactly driving it. them, giving them energy so that they can go to school and be motivated and have excitement and like go through their days and with their friendships and everything. Like it's, it's massive. 
That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You got you to gotta be their bright spot because a lot of these kids, they might not, when they go home, they're going home to a bad situation. Maybe no dad at home, no mom at home. They're, they're raising their siblings, you know, that kind of thing. You got to be their light at least once in their day. They got to look forward to wanting to come to school just to be around you. And if you're not, you're probably in the wrong spot. You know, you're in the wrong profession or you're not doing the right things yourself. You know, so you really got to evaluate, am I doing things right? You know, if that kid's not wanting to be around me. So absolutely, you got to you got to be something for somebody one time, you know, and, and that light is it for some of these kids. Most of the time, you're going to be that one male figure in their life that they ever see. So you got to make a good impression whenever you can. Is, does do you think that puts a lot of pressure on your personal life and 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 or how how do you handle that and bull, and make your personal life kind of exemplify that so when you show up you're the best you're you're your best self yeah you know it, it is tough you know i'm married uh i actually have a 5 month old you know he'll be 5 months on friday you know so got a little baby at home you know and that's a lot of where no sleep and a lot of caffeine comes in is being up all night and then you got to rock and roll all day you know, but uh, but yeah, you got to you got to be able to translate over what you're preaching out here. You have to do it in your own life, because if you're not practicing it yourself, then whenever the situation occurs for you to show what you've been preaching, you've got to be able to, to impact on it. You got to be able to, to, to pull the trigger on it, you know, and to do that, um, especially if those kids are watching, because if you don't do it wrong, you don't do it right one time, they're never going to believe you again. You know, you could say, hey, you got to treat your wife with this, this and this. Well, I have to tr go treat my wife that way, you know, and and that and I'll admit, you know, there's some times where I, I, I'm not good enough. You know, uh, sometimes I'll maybe not be a good enough husband or a good enough father, you know, but I for dang sure I'm going to try to make up for it and be the best I can the next opportunity I can, you know, and that's all we can do sometimes. Uh, would I love to go see my wife more throughout the day? Absolutely. Would I love to be around my five-year-old more or my five-month-old? Absolutely. I would love just to not come over here at all until I needed to and just be with my wife and my kid. I would love to do that, you know, but but that's, this is my job. This is where, where my life's at is doing this, you know. And so there's big sacrifices that have to be made. And, you know, and 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 I say that to any coaches listening or anything like that is, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And you got to have you got to have the right person. Luckily, I've got a great, great wife at home, you know, and, and I love her to death and I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world, you know. And and as much as these kids mean to me, she means that much more to me. And it's got to be that way. Whenever you have that wife and kid, you got to you got to love them more than anything else. Um, and so I do, you know, and and uh, would love to be around them more and stuff like that. But any opportunity I get to bring them up here and be around everybody else and let those kids see, oh, this is coach. This is him. This is what he's doing. I want to exemplify and I want I want to go after that every single time. It's 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 a lot to hear. And it's 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 both inspiring and at the same time, I think very real for new coaches getting into the business and and knowing that what's going to be required of you is quite extensive in terms of time um, and emotional energy, right? Like you got to get home and give your your wife and your kids some some emotional support as well. You got to be there. You got to show up, but you also got to show up for the mm -hmm. kids on on the field day. Yeah. they don't they don't know that you know that. Sometimes I think as kids, we we see a coach and we only see a coach. We don't know that he's a family man. Like we we don't we don't look at yep. them as just as that. And so they're there for you, and you got to show up for them. And you and you got to go do that same thing back at home, man. Like uh, how, I mean, I saw you lost a hell of a lot of weight, and congratulations. Yes, and was, Thank you. like 
what what inspired that 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 move so a lot of that was you know at, at that point in my life which was a which was uh kind of beginning senior year of college there is i hit absolutely the the highest amount of weight i ever had you know i hit 305 pounds i had never been that i was always a big kid you know and i'm still a big guy right now you know uh but I hit 305 and, and I always told myself on the scale, if I ever hit 300 something on a scale, then that's it. Like life has to change. I have to absolutely go a different direction. And it happened, you know, and it kind of came to a hard realization that crap, I'm overweight. You know, this is not good, both from a physical standpoint, mental standpoint, emotional standpoint, you know, it, it wasn't good at all. And so, yeah, it just kind of started on that journey. And a lot of it started actually from from football itself, from again, trying to inspire, trying to show crazy is our guys one day were complaining about it being so freaking hot outside, so hot. And I said, all right, bet. I wore a hoodie the next day to practice. And that's all I did. I wore a hoodie. You know, I told them, hey, if you're sitting here complaining because it's hot, I'm in a freaking hoodie doing this and sweating my rear end off. It's not that hot. Y'all can do this. If I can do all this in a hoodie, you can do it. You know, and then they're like, coach, you wouldn't put sweats on one day. You know, you wouldn't go full sweatsuit. So I said, bet, you know, and, and I put the whole sweatsuit on. I got the sweatpants on. I got the hoodie on. It's hot. We're just rolling with it, you know, and, and the guys were like, dang, coach. And so that's when I started seeing that big drop, you know, but whenever you see that drop that, oh, 25 pounds drop off, it's like, okay, all right, this is good. You know, and I'm going to stick on that. Like, let's just keep rolling with what we're doing. Don't change anything. And I kind of did that. Well, senior year doing coaching, coaching football. Walking across A&M's campus, which was freaking huge, going from blocker one day, and then the next class you got to go all the way to PF. So you're you're running, you're moving, you know, you're not sitting still very long, you know. And all the athletic classes we have, all the workout classes, uh, and then I'd also did uh, work some A&M football. You know, my senior year I was part of the athletic training staff for a little while and stuff like that. So it was like there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, you know, and so weight started to just kind of keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping. I was like, okay, let's see if I can get down to a size. I was wearing like a 44 size pants. It's like, let's try to get down to 38. So that was the goal then. All right, I'm going to fit in a 38 pants. I'm going to fit in a large t-shirt. We got all the way down to there. I, I got so small at 1.1. I thought I was dying because I was so skinny. I got down into a medium sized shirt and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. You know, like That's got crazy. all the way down to that. And so, yeah, no, I know. I saw a picture the other day and it scared me. I thought I was dying. I was like, dang, I'm on death's bed. It looked, looked like a toothpick, you know? And so it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, just sticking with that and just getting on that routine. I mean, it's a lot. You're in college. You're not eating great anyways, because you're running and gunning. You might not eat. You might eat really well. Uh, you're eating fast food a lot, that kind of thing. But then, you know, you're moving all day long. You're from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed in college, you're moving and moving and moving. And so, uh, so yeah, weight just dropped and, you know, and it was great. So I stuck with it throughout the summer. Whenever I got my first coaching job, got all the way down to 220. I felt great. Looked great. Obviously, whenever you get married and you find you a girl, you're going to put on the happy weight. So I have put on some weight, you know? And so now I'm like, dig gum it. All right. I got to drop again. So, you know, and so I'm, I'm starting to hit back on the workout cycle, eating right cycle, meal prepping a lot, that kind of thing. I was like, all right, I got to get back down and wait. I got to drop a couple sizes, a couple pounds, you know, just so I can feel better again, that kind of thing. Yeah, man. I, so I'm interested to know a little bit more. I mean, congratulations for one. I'm not going to let that slide. I mean, that's yes, a big thank deal. You. And I think thank like, yes. a lot of people, recognize that and like yes appreciate that but yes i do want i've always been interested to know like since you're running the strength and conditioning part what is it like being able to 
to like what what kind of time constraints do you have and how does it influence the way that you coach those specific movements are you able to give some like biomechanical feedback and like really like teach some some good quality form or are you guys more focused on just trying to hit the weight trying to move you know like what does that look like so the way i've kind of went over and i'm starting to do it is we'll introduce our lifts. So right now we're in our power phase is where we're at, you know, so we're introducing new lifts. So on day one, we're going to introduce the lifts and we're going to do a lightweight. We're doing like reverse lunges or a front rack reverse lunge, uh, block bench. So we just put 25 pounds on the bar. So we're going light, super light, super easy, making sure we can understand form, you know, and once we've understood and when we come back, we'll go back to light so we can make sure everybody understands what we're doing and all that. And then we'll start bumping up weight. But now every day, all right, so I see, okay, we're doing lateral lunges with a kettlebell. We're not stepping the right way. You know, we're not starting with both feet in the middle and then stepping and coming back and we're stepping and we're pushing and all that. We're just kind of leaning side to side. All right, well, the next day when we start, I'm going to heart back over the first two lifts. All right, power cleans. This is the way it should look. This is what we're looking for. Kettlebell side, uh, lateral lunges. This is what I'm looking for is this kind of thing. Uh, and so then that's the big thing. That's the big focus today is making sure everybody – does that the right way okay well now we're doing banded push-ups okay well now we're not doing the bands right the bands are on our neck and they're, or it's hanging off okay all right so the next day we're working on block bench that's the big focus is block bench and banded push-ups that's what i'm going to harp on is that and so forth and so on and so that's where in the time constraint i'm just going to have to bite the bullet where i can and we might have to do a lift wrong a couple times but when we get it fixed okay this is what we're doing you know and everybody's got to do it wrong a couple times where they're like that don't feel right or that's not right or everybody sees that's not right okay now see this is how you're supposed to do it now try it this way now start with both feet here now step start with both feet now step you know and kind of going that way because you know you get 45 minutes uh or it's 55 minute class periods it's going to take them eight minutes to be able to get to the locker room get dressed get in the weight room you got to get a warm-up in okay now i gotta explain lifts so you're gonna get a good 40 minutes is all you get and then some kids got to leave early for for uh uh tutoring you know so it's like all right really i got 35 minutes all right so we got to go in 35 minutes so that's why we're going you know we got five different stations we're going two minutes a piece three sets i mean we're moving you know there's not a lot of downtime and that's where a lot of the push-ups come in or a lot of different things come in we'll do push-ups we'll do sit-ups we'll find we'll find ways to interject our core workout into our workout whenever we're not on par you know and if we're and if there's days where we're not moving the way i want okay well we're, we'll do push-ups like we're, we're good enough. We're going to do push-ups or we're going to do toe touches. We're going to do planks, uh, anything like that, you know? And so that's really what it is, is just trying to get them to move fast and we're going to correct as we go. And we have a great staff here. All of our coaches are in the weight room every time, you know? And so everybody, I'm not the only one looking, everybody's looking because everybody's listening to, uh, to the to the workout you know everybody's listening to the way the lifts are going you know so if there's something that i don't like specifically i can tell tell our players you know and our coaches are right there they're listening so they're also making sure or the coach will ask or something like that you know and so everybody's being able to have a job everybody's got something to do all the time you know not a lot of standing around that kind of thing and so that really helps with the time constraint is having those guys um, especially those coaches in there listening and being able to critique themselves as we're getting going with our workout that I mean, it's always been so impressive to me because you guys. I mean, you guys don't have much time at all. Like thirty-five it's minutes not, to get it it's all not done a lot. is insane. It's not a lot, you know. And and I'm proud of our guys. We just got done with our strength phase uh, right before spring break. We introduced power, but we just got done with our strength. Uh, we got 22 guys in our athletic program that's got over 200 pounds on power clean. You know, so that's impressive for us because coming into it, we might have had one guy that could do 200 something on power clean. 
You know, and now wow. we've got 22 guys and we've got 10 plus guys at 195. They were almost there, you know, and so that's what those guys are seeing. And, you know, and that's a part of that. Also, that buy in as well is, oh, crap, I just did 200 pounds on power clean. I never could do that. Well, this is awesome. You know, and all the guys are cheering me on. All my teammates are behind me. My coaches are proud. Everything else is like, OK, this is good. All right. We're going to keep going with this. You know, and so that helps with the with the speed of the workout as well as those guys are going to get it because they're loving it, you know, and that kind of thing. And so that helps as well. How many times do you see do you see your your clients or your athletes? Is it in the morning and afternoon or only morning? Uh, only so afternoon? with me doing baseball as well, I get them. We get them during the athletic period. You know, that's when I for sure have almost every athlete in there during the athletic period. And then after school, uh, I have another guy that he helps me out that he's got, that he does our power lifting. And so he's got them going through workouts after school if I'm not there. But most of the time, if I don't have baseball or another obligation, I'm there after school as well. Um, and so we try to get them at least twice a day uh, getting in there. But they for sure have to get there and they have to lift at least once. You know, before you can go to baseball, if you weren't here in athletics for some reason, you had a doctor appointment, whatever. You got to get your lift in before you go. You know, can't go to track. You got to go get your lift in, then you can go. You know, so everybody's got to lift because that was our biggest focus for me and the AD uh, was we got to get stronger. You know, we weren't strong at all kind of coming into the year. You know, just got taken over and that kind of thing. We weren't we weren't where we wanted to be. And so we got stronger and everybody's liking it. So it's like, all right, we're going to stick with our strength. We're going to keep getting stronger, keep getting stronger, keep getting stronger, keep creating our bodies, changing our bodies, that kind of thing. And everybody's loving it right now. You know, and so those guys are wanting to be in the weight room. That's a good thing is they're wanting to be in there. So that's huge. That is huge. I mean, that that, I mean, that buy-in is is the most important part. What does it look like for continuing education as a coach? Like, like you have your summers, but I mean, then you're still working. Like you're working all the mm -hmm. time. Like, what does mm -hmm. it look like for continuing education for you? Yeah. So yeah, you get your summers. You're working. You know, we do uh, we do summer workouts. We go Monday through Thursday, so we get three day weekends. You know, during the summer, it's great. Uh, but in the mornings, we'll go eight to eleven. You know, and so UIL allows us about an hour to do kind of a sport specific workout. So we do sport specific. So half the summer we'll focus on basketball, baseball. Second half we'll go more football, you know, but then we're also going to get our two hours in of our lift that we're allowed to do. So we're going to work out and we're going to do our strength, our, our conditioning as well. You know, so get your strength and your conditioning in during the summer. Uh, and so you can be done by about noon, you know, so you have afternoons now in the summer where you can go and be a normal person. You know, and, and everybody loves that, you know, and so I always look forward to summers. Uh, I got a great I love commerce uh, because of their class schedules that they have or their yearly schedules. We actually get a fall break, you know, before Thanksgiving break. We get a fall break in the middle of October. So we get a week out of school. We still have football, still district. We still come in and we lift. You know, nothing's the nothing's different, but it's all mornings, afternoons, you're out. You know, and then we get three weeks of Christmas. So it's almost kind of like college again. You get three weeks. So I'm like. Wow. That's awesome. Especially me as a football baseball guy. I don't get Thanksgiving break. I don't get spring break. So three weeks of Christmas, it kind of makes up for it a little bit, you know, and then I get summers, get afternoons in the summers and, and weekends. And, and RAD loves, I love it that he gives every coach. He's like, I want you to take at least one week off. You have to be off for one week in the summer. You know, you're not allowed to be here at all, that kind of thing, you know? And so we're able to really relax and step away. And, you know, I got married in the summer, so our anniversary. So we take a week in our anniversary week and we go and we do some, whether that's a staycation sitting at home, or we're going to the beach like this summer, we'll go to the beach down in Galveston, you know? And so it's like, all right, I can get away and be a person, you know, and get to spend that family time with them and stuff like that. And so that's kind of our summers, you know, is, is that, and, and 
getting with a school that has a good school schedule, you know, with plenty of breaks built in where, you know, teacher, there's a big teacher shortage, coach shortage. And a lot of that has to do with the schedule that everybody's on, you know, that it's just go, 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 go. And so, uh, so they do a great job of, of getting us plenty of breaks where we got time to recover and recuperate and get re-energized for the next, next go around. I had no idea that different schools had different schedules like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't either. I, I, cause I had never had a fall break. I only had two weeks of Christmas. And so when I got here and they're like, yeah, we got a fall break. So that's a whole week off. You get three weeks of Christmas, spring break, and you still got your little holidays throughout the year. It's like, okay, this is awesome. You know, my oh, first year like here it. in commerce was coming off the COVID year. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this schedule. If I leave here, I'm taking this schedule wherever I go. Same bell schedule, same everything. We're going to figure out how y'all do it. And we're going to have a daggum three weeks uh, Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the wifey Golly. likes it, wifey and the kiddo. Oh, she loves it. She loves it. <laughs> yeah, good, man. Well, I mean, it, it's been a while since we've been able to chat. I mean, we, we went to, to A&M together and we and had mm-hmm. some, some, I mean, it's the same major. And so did you, yeah. were you involved with um, the, oh gosh, uh, the coaching academy? Yeah. Yeah. I was involved with the coaching academy over there with uh, both the Thorntons, Dr. John Thornton and, and Mike Thornton. And I was involved with both of them. So, yeah. And and so what did, what did that program look like and, and how did it help? Uh, so coaching Academy really harped on helping you create who you're going to be as a coach. And, and I'm forever grateful for them and what they did and what they showed me and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, they got me started on my own coaching notebook. That was one of the biggest things that I took away uh, from the coaching Academy from both uh, the Dr. Thornton's was a coaching notebook. So like me as a baseball coach, I went and I created basically my manual of what I do from my uh, stretching routine to throwing routine, to hitting, uh, batting practice, what kind of drills we're going to do, fielding practice, what kind of drills we're going to do, uh, certain in-game situations, uh, how we're going to act on a bus going to a game, what we're going to wear, what you're going to wear during school. I love for my players on home games to dress up. I want slacks. I want a polo. You know, we're, we're dressing, dressing for success. Um, and so we're going to look good. You know, on road games, we got certain things we're going to wear. We're going to look like a group. We're going to look like a unit, look like a team. Uh, and so that's all in my coaching notebook of what all I got, you know, parent problems. If there's a parent problem that occurs, all right, this is how I'm going to handle it. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, travel requests, all that thing, you know. So I put together that notebook that's got everything. So when I went for an interview, all I had to do is pull out my notebook. And the coach is like, who are you? It's like, this is me. I got my notebook. I'm ready to go. You know, you got a question about what I'm going to do here. It's on page this thing right here, you know, and so they can see firsthand. All right. You know what you're doing. You know, you're ahead of the game. You know, for a young guy, you're ahead of where other young guys are probably at your age. You know, so that's what I always wanted to do was make sure I'm ahead of the game. You know, a coach should never have to question whether I know something or not because I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm prepared because I don't want to fail my athletes because I'm not prepared. You know, and so that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, coaching academy, they they were huge in in getting us um, uh, opportunities to go and do some coaching while in college. You know, getting us getting us those few few sports, few hours, few semesters of being able to hone in on our coaching skills, giving us uh, tidbits of stuff that we needed to know going into our coaching world and stuff like that. You know, and so I'm forever grateful for them. I still keep in contact with them. Uh, me, Edgar and Liz, uh, we were all in the coaching academy together and we're all, uh, you know, we became THSEA rocks. 
you know, together. We're all brand ambassadors for THSCA. And it all started just because of the coaching academy. You know, we were one of the first groups that went in to uh, coaching school representing the coaching academy. And now we're all having a, a bigger part, you know, in THSCA, in the organization for coaches. And, you know, and so we're all having a more of an instrumental part that, you know, never know down the road. We might become the director of THSCA one day or the regional directors. We might be the president of, of the coaching association, you know, and it, all of it started from that little group at A&M, you know, that little coaching academy at A&M. And it's just blossomed. It's networking. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. And so because of what the Thorntons did for me, they, they showed me that and, you know, and it's grown. It's helped me tremendously, and I could never be grateful enough uh, for them, for what they did and what the Coaching Academy did for me. I like that. It's not who you know, but who knows you. I mean, that's that's super mm-hmm. valuable information, getting yourself out there and constantly trying to network and, and really trying to grow. Who, Absolutely. Like, put yourself in front of people and, and the way you want to present yourself, and that's going to be high-quality, high-standard level of success and, and quality that's being prepared and Absolutely. doing all those little things right. It's That's Absolutely. hugely valuable. Um, so before, Absolutely. Because, because a because lot of got, coaching jobs to... in Texas. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, because a lot of coaching jobs in, in Texas, those people's got to know you. They're not going to hire somebody they don't know, you know. And so you got to make sure you put yourself out there and let them see you, understand who you are, because they may not hire you right now. But down the line, that might be the person you asked for a job for or you might want to become their athletic director, you know, or their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, their head basketball, baseball track. You know, so those people got to know who you are uh, before you want that job. And so that that was the biggest piece of advice I could ever take away from them. I love that, man. Well, because we're coming up on our time here, um, I just a, a little tidbit of knowledge that you would like to have maybe either one, both tell yourself when you were when you were 16 year old Tyler and also as for, for maybe a new coach that's coming into the industry, something that a, a, a bit of knowledge that you would like to leave somebody with that you wish you had the the little bit of knowledge i just want to be able to leave and this is something that i told rad when i wanted to take over a strength and conditioning job was do you need to do what it is you want your players to do if you can't do it yourself don't go ask them to go do it you know and so that's where a lot of the workouts we do is workouts that i did or i do right now You know, I'm not going to put them through something that I can't go to battle for and say, well, this is what this lift works or this is what this drill works. You know, I want to know the ins and outs of what I'm fixing to put them through. So I have to do it myself before I go put it in. You know, I'm not just going to do it on a whim. I'm not just going to pull up and look at a sheet of different things. I want to test it out. I want to test drive it. You're not going to go buy a new vehicle without driving it at least once, you know, and looking at it. So you can't do that for your athletes either. You got to go and you need to be the test drive. You need to go and do that for them because you'll see, especially on the strength and conditioning side, you're going to see, okay, I'm doing bench press, but it's not working my legs, you know, and you're not going to go put bench press in, or you're not going to go put this in. That's not working my legs good enough. You know, you're going to go and do that. So that's what you, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice I would do, you know, is go test it out. Go be the test dummy. You're the test dummy for yourself. You want a job, you want that, go test it on yourself. So you can be your results for your job interview, for what you want. You're the test results. Not anybody else, not a piece of paper. You are. I love that, man. Well, thank you for your time again. I'm going to let you go. Uh, you got to go back to work. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your middle of your day, your, your quiet time to, sh- to share with me. And so, and not just me, but hopefully, you know, a whole lot of other coaches and a lot of other people. So we thank you for your time. And hopefully we'll have another, another time we can schedule that maybe is a little bit longer next time. 
Absolutely. I would love to do it again. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate you very much, man. Thanks, man. You take care. Have a good rest of the day, all right? You too. All right. Bye. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. 